0: Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and I'll be your host this hour for a selection of 78 RPM records from my collection. It's music from the first half of the 20th century. And as I have a lot of records for you today, we're going to dive right in. First up, a real up-tempo thing, a ragtime piece written by William H. Krell back in 1897. A lot of folks credit this with being the very first ragtime piece to be published with the word rag in the title. It's called Mississippi Rag, played for us here in March of 1951 by the Firehouse 5 Plus 2, those jazzin' animators from the Disney Studios. It's Good Time Jazz record number 52. Hope you enjoy. a workout for the band's pianist Frank Thomas. That was the Firehouse 5 plus 2 in early 1951 with The Mississippi Rag by William H. Krell, a tune that in early 1951 had only recently been reintroduced to the public thanks to the Rudy Blesch and Harriet Janis book They All Played Ragtime. Previously, that piece was almost entirely unknown since its publication more than a half century earlier. William H. Krell hailed originally from Pennsylvania But by the 1890s, seems to have been living in Chicago, where he was leading an orchestra that sometimes went out on tour. And in late 1896, he led his band through some of the southern states and then back to Chicago, where he found that his publisher, Brainerd's son's company, was hosting a contest for the best new ragtime composition. So he took this piece he had been working up for his band and reduced it to a piano score and submitted it, and it won the contest. William H. Krell led a popular band in Chicago in the late 1890s and into the early 1900s, but it was a time of fierce musical competition, and my friend Bill Edwards has uncovered a really interesting little anecdote in the Chicago Daily Tribune from September 22nd of 1900, and it's so amusing, I'd like to just read it for you. It gives you a taste of what William H. Krell may have been like. (laughs) It reads, Differences between William H. Krell, proprietor of the Krell Orchestra, and Harry Diamond, the boy wonder violinist, culminated in open discord in the rooms of the Chicago Musical Society at 83 Madison Street yesterday afternoon. Krell struck Diamond, knocking him across the room because, he declared, Diamond has called him a short skate. The quarrel started over competition in business. Krell played during the summer at the Heidelberg Gardens on 51st Street, but since the close of the garden... He has been seeking engagements for this orchestra at private entertainments. Diamond also endeavored to procure engagements for an orchestra which he is organizing. He formerly had worked for Krell, his discharge leading to a feud between the two musicians. Diamond then began competing with his former employer. Although he is 20 years old, he is known in musical circles as the Boy Wonder. Krell says when he met Diamond in the Chicago Musical Society rooms, the latter was making remarks concerning the business methods of the Krell Orchestra. Krell's interference led to the quarrel. Diamond, who was badly injured, threatened to get out a warrant for the arrest of Krell. "'Diamond has persisted in attacking me,' said Mr. Krell. "'He has been envious of my business and has attempted to injure it. "'I tolerated a great deal from him, but when he called me a short-skate, I felt fully justified in striking him. I don't think he would dare to have me arrested. Diamond could not be found last night. <laughs> so, the music business could be quite rowdy, even then. But opening up today's shellac that was the Firehouse 5 Plus 2, the Mississippi Rag. And my name is Brian Wright, and I welcome you to our little program where I play and sometimes talk a little bit about 78 RPM records from the opening decades of the 20th century. And we're going to turn next to some big bands of the mid-30s, beginning with Isham Jones and his orchestra from February 3rd of 1936, Stompin' at the Savoy, a tune you probably know from the Benny Goodman rendition. We'll follow that with Coleman Hawkins and his orchestra, a recording made in Holland in August of 1935 called Necha's Dream, and then wrapping up the set, a little Count Basie for you, Louisiana, something he made in March of 1940. So a few swing instrumentals now, beginning with Isham Jones. Clayton and Lester Young in the band, that was Count Basie and his orchestra, March 19th, 1940, a record made in New York City, Louisiana. Before that, Coleman Hawkins and his orchestra recorded in Lauren, Holland in August of 1935, Netch's Dream, issued here in the States on Decca 661, and starting the set, another Decca record by Isham Jones and his orchestra, Stompin' at the Savoy, from February 3rd, 1936 little more swing for you now from a band leader you might not think of as leading a swing type band victor sylvester that british band leader known for recording so many selections and strict dance tempo here he rolls up his sleeves a little bit lets his hair down i guess however you want to put it and leads his band through love me or leave me it's victor sylvester's jive band columbia fb 3044 a british pressing of a recording made in london april 20th 1944 and that's a tune associated often with ruth edding at least in my mind so after victor sylvester's jive band will turn to ruth edding herself and something she recorded in chicago in july of 1926 i ain't got nobody first up though victor sylvester's jive band <music> The one. Two. of Double Negatives, (laughs) courtesy of Ruth Edding and the song I Ain't Got Nobody. And you probably noticed that, no, it's not that I Ain't Got Nobody, it's this I Ain't Got Nobody, a totally different song. Columbia 692-D, recorded in Chicago, July 7th, 1926. Well, let's stay in Chicago for this next record now. It was made just five days later in that city, July 12th, 1926. This time it's Al Handler, and his Alamo Hotel Cafe Orchestra. It's a good record, and it's really a shame, I think, that Al Handler and his band did not record more. They only made nine issued selections in 1926 and 27, and that was just about it. Almost nothing seems to be known about Al Handler, but his records have a nice, spacious sound and can be quite hot. This one is called Cryin' for the Moon. We'll follow that with Hal Kemp's band under the name Ted White's Collegians a Dime Store record. My copy is on the Jewel label, number 5539. From February of 1929, we'll hear Wedding Bells Are Breaking Up That Old Gang of Mine with some real nice cornet and a vocal from Irving Kaufman. And wrapping up the set, we'll hear from Sam Lannan. But first up, Al Handler, H-A-N-D-L-E-R, and his Alamo Hotel Cafe Orchestra. (laughs) If you believe everything you read you might be tempted to think that was herb hobbs singing red lips kiss my blues away that's who the label credits but it's actually arthur fields you might have recognized him from march 11 1927 sam lannan's orchestra credited on the label of perfect 14809 as the dixie daisies it's a song that i sometimes perform with my wife and we sing it in english and japanese it's a song that crossed the Pacific in the late 20s and became fairly popular in Japan under the title of Akai Kuchibiru, Red Lips. Before that, Ted White's Collegians, really Hal Kemp's band in 1929, Wedding Bells are breaking up that old gang of mine and starting the set, Al Handler and his Alamo Hotel Cafe Orchestra, that's a mouthful, Cryin' for the Moon from July of 1926, a really wonderful-sounding Chicago recording on the Columbia label, record number 713-D. My name is Brian Wright. If you're enjoying the program and you'd like to write to me, my email address is shellackstack at gmail.com. Again, just shellackstack at gmail.com. You can send along your comments, suggestions, or requests. I also invite you by our shellacstack website, which is www.shellackstack.com, where you can well, you can look at label scans. You can listen to past programs in the series. Um, what more? <laughs> what more would you want? <laughs> shellacstack.com. Okay, I got a, a neat little record for you now. At least I think it's kind of neat. This is whistler Sybil Sanderson Fagan, who made some recordings for Columbia in the 19-teens. This one dates from October 16, 1918. And it's a record so typical of the time, you'd find all kinds of little descriptive pieces like this. It's called The Nightingale and the Frogs. And then we'll just take a total left turn into the realm of ragtime pianist Ben Light, something he recorded in about 1947, a good Peter DeRose song, Deep Purple. And then we'll wrap up with something fun from Harry Reeser and the Six Jumping Jacks. So quite an eclectic little set here, beginning with Sybil Sanderson Fagan.
1: suppose that you're both sitting there for? If you can't land her on the old then you can't land (laughs)
0: Thank <laughs> you. Pulled that record out because the shellac stack was getting a little too stuffy, a little too hoity-toity, a little too classy. <laughs> so we had to just, you know, bring it back down to earth with The Six Jumping Jacks, directed by Harry Reeser, and the unmistakable vocalist Tom Stack singing If You Can't Lander on the Old Veranda, Then You Can't Lander at All. That was recorded in New York on November 10th, 1926. Before that, you might have heard a little bit of harp from Gail Lawton, a little bit of Hammond organ from Herb Kern, but the pianist... The guy who got the primary billing on the record was Ben Light at the Steinway with his rendition of Deep Purple on the Tempo label, record number 592, from about 1947. Starting that set, Sybil Sanderson Fagan, a name that just rolls right off the tongue and who I'm sure you hear about every day. Sybil Sanderson Fagan with The Nightingale and the Frogs from 1918. Well, up next, I've got a record by championship fiddler John Baltzell, a guy who goes way back to the 19th century and was still playing and recording in 1932. He had made some records for Edison in the 1920s, but this appeared on the Conqueror label, record number 7741. From March of 1932, John Baltzell plays The Girl I Left Behind. We'll follow that with an unknown singer covering the Johnny Cash hit I Walk the Line. This is on one of those little... Well, what do we call them? Little junky uh, 78 EPs from the supermarket checkout line in the 50s on the Dixie label, record number 515. It's not a bad rendition. And wrapping up the set, one good junky grocery store record calls for another. So we'll hear on the Tops label, the Rhythm Rangers with Tumbling Tumbleweed. So a little old-time fiddling and some country music now, beginning with John Baltzell, The Girl I Left Behind.
2: I find it very, very easy to be true I find myself alone when each day's true I must admit that I'm a fool for you Because you're mine, I hope you learn sure is light is day and dark is night I keep you on my mind for day and night And happiness proves don't think that it's right Because you're mine, I walk the line <laughs> that I can't hide. For you I know I'll never turn the time Because you're mine, I won't be behind i
0: This morning, while doing some chores around the house, I was listening to a live LP by the Red Clay Ramblers, a group I like a lot, and one of the members of the band was introducing the next selection saying that, you know, songs are written about two locations, either they're about home or they're about not home. (laughs) And usually, if the speaker is at home, he or she can't wait to get away, but if he or she is already away somewhere, they can't wait to get home. And that seems to be the case with our last record on today's shellac stack, sung for us by Blossom Sealy. This was recorded in New York on May 15th, 1925. It's called It's Just That Feeling for Home. some wonderful duo piano accompaniment by the team of Bourne and Ellis that was Blossom Sealy Columbia 386-D from May of 1925 a very early electric record It's Just That Feeling for Home and that's going to do it for this edition of the Shellac Stack my name is Brian Wright I thank you very much for joining me this past hour I hope you had as much fun as I did listening through these 78s maybe you enjoyed it enough to help spread the word to family and friends you think might also enjoy it But I'll be back next time, and we'll do it again. I hope you'll join me. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.